0: When we say that God chose the Jewish people, what it implies is that it is not a reasonable, intelligent decision. It is not because Jews have a a virtue or an advantage or something special, because if that were true, then it's not God's choice. It's simply reasonable. Welcome to the Ideas That Change the World podcast with Rabbi Manus Friedman, where we make sure your life will be changed for the better, one idea at a time. Rabbi Friedman is the number one voice of clarity on moral and social issues. So, what are we waiting for? Let's go change the world. So since it's before Purim, it would be appropriate to uh, share a thought about Purim, and that is that uh, we're told this very surprising thing: that Purim is such a special day that Yom Kippurim, Yom Kippur, is called a day like Purim, Yom Kippur, Kippurim. Yom Kippur is like Purim, but not quite as great as Purim. Of course we say this only, (laughs) we don't say this on Yom Kippur. We only say this on the days before Purim, when we're talking about the greatness of the holiday Purim. So, It's a pretty dramatic statement to say that the holiest day of the year, Yom Kippur, is comparable but not quite equal to Purim. So the commentaries tell us that there are certain similarities between Purim and Yom Kippur. The word Pur means Lots, like um, flipping a coin or picking straws. So casting a lot—that's the—that's what the word "pur" means. So why is the day called Purim? Because Haman, trying to determine when he should make the day of reckoning to pull off his evil plot. He was trying to figure out what would be the right day, the right month, and he uh, couldn't decide. So he drew lots. He put the name of all the months on different pieces of paper, the day in the month on different pieces of paper, and he drew the lots and it came out the seventh of Adar. And he was thrilled because that's the day that Moshe passed away little did he know that it's also the day that moshe was born but the 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 holiday that the occasion is called purim because of those lots that uh, that haman drew question number 1 why would we name the holiday meaning the celebration of the day Why would we name it after the lots that Haman used to make his plans, his evil plans? Doesn't seem appropriate to use his evil scheme as the name for the celebration. The whole point of the celebration is that his scheme didn't work. Number two. Where is the similarity to this casting of lots? On Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is a time for tshuva, for soul searching, taking an account of yourself and your behavior and gaining forgiveness and being cleansed of our sins. What does that have to do with choosing lots? So it turns out that one of the things that would happen on Yom Kippur, is that there would be these two goats, same age, same size, very similar. One of them would be used in the temple and the other one would be sent away into the the desert to be killed. One carried the sins away into the desert and one was a holiday offering. Which one should be chosen for which task? They're they're very similar so they used lots. They drew lots to determine which goat should go where. So you see that on Yom Kippur there was also the use of lots and that's why it's Kippurim it is similar in that it also had lots however on Yom Kippur the the use of the lots was a detail I wouldn't say a minor detail but certainly not the theme of the day whereas on Purim lots played a much more central role so the real lots which means poor Purim is on the holiday called Purim on Yom Kippur there is also the choosing of lots or the casting but it, that's not what the holiday is all about. So the poor of Yom Kippur is only similar but not quite equal to the poor of Purim. The next question is Yom Kippur has another meaning and that is forgiveness. Kapara, so Kippur also comes from the word Kapara. So if the two holidays are related because there is a Pur in Yom Kippur similar to Purim, then there must also be forgiveness in Purim to make it similar to Yom Kippur. Because everything in Torah is absolutely perfectly matched and perfectly um, precise. So if you say that the two holidays are related, it's got to be related both ways. So where do we find on Purim that there was an element of forgiveness, even though that's not the main theme of the day? So here's the answer to all of the questions. You use lots when your intelligence can't help you. Like for example, with the two goats, if one of them was healthier, better looking, more perfect, more impressive than the second, then of course, which one do you use to bring as a holiday offering? The the better one. There's, there's no there's no doubt here. There's no decision that needs to be made. So when it's obvious, when it when there's an intelligent reason for doing something, then you don't need to tr- to draw lots. You don't need to flip a coin. You flip a coin when there is no decisive uh, factor that would determine logically which way you should go or which one you should choose or what you should do. So what do lots mean? That you leave it up to a higher force, up to a higher source of information that it should decide which way you should go. In other words, it's super rational. The way Hasidus puts it, intelligence has 50 gates. Human beings can, can handle 49 of the 50 gates but the 50th gate is beyond reach. Moshe on his, the last day of life on earth reached the 50th rung, and that was like a gift from heaven. So what is the 50th gate? Super rational. The mind can't go there. So Haman was thinking, and he was no fool, Haman was thinking how am I supposed to uh, defeat the Jewish people when they are holy and I'm not, they are good and I'm not, they are godly, I'm not. How do how do I start up with them? How do I even have a chance? And he understood that if you're looking at good and bad, right and wrong, uh, better and worse, then I have no chance. But if I can go where it's super rational, where intelligence can't go, where reason can't go, where better and worse doesn't matter, where even good and bad doesn't matter, light and dark and all the other distinctions, where those things don't matter, bad guys can succeed. So he wanted to reach the 50th level and from there he would have a chance to defeat the Jewish people. Even though he doesn't have a rational reason. In other words, rationally it wouldn't be possible because the Jews were good and he was bad. Interestingly that this is the reason that he built the gallows 50 cubits high. 50 cubits high. The average man is about eight cubits, maybe less. Why would he need a 50 cubit gallows? Quite excessive. It's a disproportionate response. So the reason was because he wanted it to represent the 50th level where where the rational mind doesn't work, even the divine mind, and from there he could possibly defeat the Jewish people. So that's why he chose to determine the day by throwing lots, by choosing lots because that represents the 50th gate. It's like admitting I can't decide, I have no grounds on which to decide because um, if, if I go by rational uh, judgment, I don't have a chance. So I'll go to the highest level where the rational doesn't matter and is not impressive, there I have a chance. So he's happy that the lots came out on the 7th of Adar, the yard site of Moshe Rabbeinu. Turns out that it's also the birthday of Moshe. What does that tell us? He thought the fact that Moshe passed away on this day is a sign that this is not a good time for the Jews. So that was encouraging to him. Had he known that this is also the birthday of Moshe Rabbeinu, he would have come to a different conclusion. The fact that Moshe was born on the same day as he passed away is a sign of his greatness, not of his failure. He lived 120 years, which is the perfect, fullest amount of years that a human being should have And it was not a partial year. It was day to day. Perfect.